Hey everybody, this is Bobby Cool, Daddy Slick Breeze. And this is something that I did a while back with some of the players where I would walk and talk with them out on the course. But I'm trying something a little bit different now. I'm going to try where I'm just going to clip on a microphone on myself and one other person and interview them and have just kind of a, a casual conversation. Uh, so this first one I'm going to do with uh, Randy Clayton or Rauli Savola. I think I said that right. He's from Clash Discs, and we're traveling together with the owners and the CEO of Clash Discs. And we just got finished doing the Disc Golf Pro Tour Industry Conference. And I just wanted to kind of do a recap with him just to get his thoughts on it being, he, you know, first time he's coming to the States, first time he's ever come to a big Disc Golf Tournament event, um, or no, a big Disc Golf Pro Tour Tournament event. So. Anyway, I thought it'd be interesting to get his perspective on stuff. And I want to do something like this, more of these type of episodes in the future where I, where I just uh, talk one-on-one -on -one with people in the disc golf industry. So if this is something you enjoy, let me know. Let me know in the comments on the Facebook group when I post the link to this. Or let me know if in your particular, in your iTunes uh, review or any particular place where you leave reviews for podcasts. Or you can just send me a direct message on Instagram, uh, the Disc Golf Answer Man page on Instagram and just send me a DM and just let me know your thoughts on this particular type of episode. Anyway, here we go. Here's with our interview with Randy Clayton. So it is now Monday evening. We're in Utah. We just visited the Infinite Disc Warehouse, but I wanted to talk to you, Rauli. Just call me Randy. Just call you Randy about the all-star well about the disc golf pro tour yeah. industry conference it was their first conference they put on and the whole objective was to bring people from the disc golf world the disc golf industry together so they could network and make connections and i think for the most part it went really well what were well, some of your impressions well i'd like to hear what the like most part so what part didn't go well I'd say what didn't go well was the breakout sessions were great, but, and I understand it was their first year, and this is not a slight against any of the speakers because, you know, I talked to some of them afterwards and some of them were nervous and some of them, like, they weren't giving a lot of guidance, given a lot of guidance on what to say. So they kind of had to formulate things. For the, for the most part, I think they did good, but some of the stuff it felt, like it could have been a little bit more, like I wanted more meat to their conversation. You're being so American about it. Like, <laughs> well, I am American. Yeah, but let's. So a lot of the speeches were tiring, but to your point, yeah. like it's first time speaking most of them. Right. And uh, overall, I think the speeches were very good like the subjects yeah. very good they just for some reason they stretch them out like way yeah. way way too much you know mm -hmm. they could have made them a bit more what do you call it like squeeze condensed yeah yeah some of them felt like they yeah i guess but it's again a it's not another dig at the 
No, it's not a dig the, at the speakers. Yeah. Speak, speakers at all. They're very knowledgeable. They brought a lot of knowledge. I mean, you had guys from OTB, Infinite Discs, mm. Power Grip. You had Steve Dodge, Disc Golf Pro Tour. Now mm. I didn't go, and then the social media panel that I went to. Now it's a bunch of young people from the social media, but I get that. Um, a lot of people close to Disc Golf Pro Tour that spoke. Um, yeah, yeah. I want like old people telling me what TikTok not, is. <laughs> Not older people, but they were like young, young. We're talking young. Yeah, yeah, because they they are the ones who understand that. No, like, I'm not young, but I understand pop- social media. <laughs> old puppy <laughs> stories. Um, okay. I mean, I did have a few people approach me saying that, you know, they were wondering if I was giving the speech or the Well, you talking. could have. You could have. I, I would have loved to. Yeah. I love teaching social media but yeah. but like yeah i for the mo- again i know it sounds to me it's i'm not trying to sound critical but it, if we're going to give any feedback it would say that a little less conversational and a little less laid back on the speeches and more like i would have liked to have like had action lists or action items to and i can speak more specifically to social media because and, and again may have, the social media part may have been more because I'm not someone brand new to social media. Mm. So a lot of the stuff they said was absolutely true, but it was very like very generic, vague stuff. Like you need, to, you need to engage with your audience. You need to be on every platform. You need, yes, all that stuff, but like meaty stuff, like here's a hack. Here's something that, here's how I pick my hashtags. Mm. Here's, here's how I pick my topics. Here's, here's a seven day planner of what you can say when you don't know what to talk about on social media, like some really action yeah. item lists. So that would have so, been great. Okay. I think I can like put it in a nutshell, like less small talk, more action, more small talk, small talk, probably a good, maybe a good way to put I, it. I said less small talk. Right. No, what I'm saying is labeling in a small talk is yeah. probably a fair way to put it. Yeah. Now it was interesting learning the history about OTB and power grip yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, infinite. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. Some of the history I kind of knew, but knew from a, from a, uh, from an audience rather than being inside just because of being in the industry with dynamic discs. So I think the biggest thing that I learned that had the biggest impact on me was listening to Steve, Steve Dodds talk about the Disc Golf Pro Tour. I don't think you were there for his breakout session. No, I don't think you were at that one, but he was talking about the growth of disc golf and how we shouldn't be afraid of profiting from disc golf, which has always been my thing. I always disliked it when TDs got Um, now if a TD was being, uh, dishonest or was like being greedy, I totally get it. But if a TD was simply trying to make a little, some money to pay for his time, I don't like the overall where people are just like, you should do it for the love of disc golf. Disc golf is a free sport and disc golf is love, love, love. Yes. I love the sport of disc golf. I love the community in disc golf, but the guy TDs are putting in hours of work and they need to get some kind of compensation. So yeah. I think it's not a good thing to be scared of profit. In, yeah, in I mean, golf. even in Finland, it's all the TDs. Like they've been doing it for years yeah. without any compensation. Yeah. And how does like Finland or how does the disco Finland as a community see that? I think they take it for granted. Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't actually know if they like the so local clubs they have some income yeah i don't know if they source that income the tds and people organizing stuff i don't i don't know 
Yeah. But they probably should. Yeah. So his kind of his, he started his speech of talking of, you know, it's okay. You know, um, disc golf is growing. The numbers, the, the forecast for it is like going to be super big. Now, the only thing that I would say, now I get, we have data to prove it. We have some hard data to prove this stuff or to have an outlook where we're going to grow by the millions and, and exponentially and stuff like that. But it's like ever since I've been, and I don't know how it is for you, but ever since I've started in disc golf, it's always been, we're on the cusp of breaking out. We're on the brink of being big. We're on the this of that. In fact, I remember watching a YouTube video where it's coverage of a, of worlds. Oh, I can't remember what year it was. I don't know if it was from the seventies or eighties, but they had Pizza Hut as a sponsor and the announcers were just talking about how disc golf is exploding and we're just right on the edge of becoming a mainstream big sport. And so that was kind of the rhetoric a little bit, but it, I would say in the past five years, um, we've grown, grown kind of a bit. So anyway, his beginning part of the speech was kind of talking about that and the data and how the pie is becoming bigger so that in the disc golf world, we're not just fighting over the same dollars with, from the same disc golfers. But then um, he kind of went into the story of the disc golf pro tour. And this is really, really where it impacted me because I remember in, the, in 2019, around that time, when the disc golf pro tour was like running out of money and things just seemed like they were falling apart. And in and, and the sense, they weren't necessarily falling apart, but they were losing money. And to hear the story of how I can't remember what event it was, but he literally was like, we're done. I, we have no more money. And then he opened up MVP Open, or no, at the time, Vibrant Hill Open, I think it was. Uh, and he opened up, or Maple Hill Open, he opened up registration and he used that money to pay for Jonesboro Open. And as people registered for Maple Hill, he would use that money to pay for the next event. And then the next event, and then by one a particular event, he was just flat out there done. Yeah, and he finally had to reach out to uh, mm. Todd Rainwater. Yeah. But it was interesting to hear that and to see the emotion okay. on his face. Yeah, I mean, he was in tears because it was a very trying time for him. Yeah, and I agree, but this is what I meant. Like, we can condense this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me I yeah, should be condensing oh, yeah. my recap oh, yeah. of the story? Yeah. Okay. Like, I think I was there. You so, were at that one? Yeah, so okay. because it sounded so familiar. So I mean, just hearing it again, you explaining right. it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good story. So anyway, that but, was that. But that's our negative about the, like, right. and, and that's, uh, I'd like to say it's more like we're really digging into it. Like really, we're really, really looking, looking for something. For, looking yes. for something. Other than that, connecting with people that you typically email. Now, from my perspective, this was the first big disc golf event since leaving Dynamic Discs, right? I had traveled to Jonesboro last year, and that was very fun. That was cool and everything. I did that for Whale Sacks. But this was the, really the first event where like, okay, I'm back in disc golf. Mm. And to have people come up and say, Bobby, it's great to see you back in disc golf. It's great to see you doing stuff. It's great to have you back in a sense. That was really cool. And to see players that I haven't have seen, in, you know, Calvin Heimberg, uh, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Corey Ellis, um, Simon, and just be able to say hi and pump fists and say hello and shake hands. It's just, it was really cool. Yeah, I think it was um, a fantastic opportunity for us to meet people. I mean, we're from Finland, so we don't 
exactly get access. Like we don't go to this uh, Pro Tour event. Yeah. So it's a very unique opportunity for us. And uh, like mainly we went there just to say hello. Yeah. Not, we, we weren't there like, hey, buy our discs. <laughs> we were there saying hello and just, I think, Todd, captain of disc golf. <laughs> That's Todd Rainwater. Yes. So captain of disc golf said it the best. Uh, we are all on the same boat and there are holes in it and we are all like, keeping our fingers down mm-hmm. and I, I like that. So it was, it was mostly just by just uh, uh, getting the feeling of like we're all working together. I think that conference kind of made it happen. Yes. Like when you talked with people, they're like, oh, hey, they are like, they want the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I think that like brought the community closer together in a yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was a great success. No, oh, great success. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of meetings with a lot of different people at lunch, at, for dinner, or just in between sessions. Um, and I think it was great for people to actually see you guys yeah. from Finland. And I think it was, you know, if you haven't heard the story, Timu and Markru, who's T- Timu is the owner of Class Disc, and Mark, 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 I can't say it. I'm too tired. I can't say it. Marku, I can't even roll my R's like, R's like I'm supposed to. Anyway, he's the CEO. Um, and we also call, like to call him the number cruncher because he's the one that does the numbers. But they didn't discover disc golf until the pandemic, until COVID. I mean, they weren't disc golf at all. So to have them see, the awesomeness and bigness of a disc golf event, I think helped open their eyes to see the opportunities that are there. Yeah. So I think that was yeah. great. And but, uh, I can't speak for their behalf, but I think they enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. Like just talking with people and meeting up with people. And I think they, and they, <laughs> I've never seen them laugh so much. Yeah. Just being, they were just being silly. Yeah. Yeah. And just like fanboying. Yeah. Taking pictures with all the pros that were there. That was really yeah, cool. That was kind of funny. Like <laughs> someone made a pot. Oh, that's a good player. Yeah. Rowley, Rowley, we should hire him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every player yeah. He wanted, they and, wanted on team class. Yeah, and if they missed, no, 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 we don't want him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just funny. Yeah, it's funny. Just joking. Um, And then if you happen to catch the coverage of the All-Star Weekend or any of the skills and stuff like that, and you happen to see us, it was totally on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) They were climbing trees. They were climbing trees just to make sure that somehow they would get on coverage. (laughs) And uh, so that's that's comical. But it was cool to see Clash Feather flags and banners out there. And it's kind of, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. So the one thing that I thought was interesting that you brought up at one point was that you saw the course on video on YouTube mm-hmm. and some of the some of the holes that you thought were impressive mm-hmm. didn't seem so impressive in person. Explain that to me. Well, yeah, I've played, well, I've played disc golf for 10, 10 odd years or yeah. something. So I, I know the effect of what the camera does. Like you see it on video, even a lot like, 300 foot feet shot mm-hmm. looks like 
oh my, what a bomb. It just looks like that. Yeah. But in person, it's like, yeah, I can reach that hole. <laughs> like, I don't even need a driver. Yeah. So, okay, that's not so impressive. It's actually downhill yeah. and stuff like that. But one thing, the Nico Ace hole. Yeah. It had the opposite effect. You well, were impressed by that? That was, oh, it was eight, 18, right? Or 17? No, no, no. No, no it's no. Like 10 or something. Oh, okay. Like the big, big downhill, 536 feet. Yeah. That's a massive shot. Yeah. Since you need to hyzer it in. It must have been like wind helped. <laughs> Nico can't reach it. He's <laughs> an old man, maybe like 250 distance. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing I thought was interesting too, as you were out there playing with Eric and Erica, mm. that one, you had mentioned that, and it's, it, you don't think about these things when you're traveling or at least doesn't pop your mind. I'm sure the, as a player you are, but the weather and the climate and the, like if you have big swings in climate, how it affects, because you were saying, you know, over there, it's in Finland, it's cold. Mm-hmm. And so your body's kind of clenched because you're trying to keep yourself warm. So that affects your throw. Yeah. And then you actually felt like it was easier. I think I understood it right. It was much easier to throw for distance, or at least your form felt easier than in Finland. Am I, do I remember that right? Or Well, l- let's let the facts speak for themselves. Okay. In Finland, my driving distance is maybe 300 feet. Yeah. Okay, I've got heavy clothing. It's cold. Right. My hands are freezing. In here, my distance is almost 500 feet. Oh, okay. So a big difference. That's a big difference. So now suddenly 300, 300 or 350 or even 400, 450, they feel quite easy. <laughs> When I've been the whole winter, I've been like, just, yeah, I can't reach that. I need my, like, yeah. I need my soda. I need my wild honey <laughs> in here. Oh, yeah, I need something stable. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, um, is there anything that stood out or is there anything that you changed your mind or, like, you hear a lot about what about class disc from social media and being in Europe and Finland, what people think about it there. But when you talk to people here, is there anything that you you believe that now you changed your mind about as far as disc golf in the States? Mm. Well, nothing specific pops no. to mind, but overall I was just I was just very impressed by how things are run and what what they are trying to do. Like Like what goes behind the scenes. Since, well, I've seen some of it, like I've attended some events, but now I got access to like really behind the scenes. And it's very impressive what goes into it. And I can appreciate it way more. Yeah. Now that I know, for instance, like the quality of those live streams, I can appreciate the fact that how they are working to get, how hard they are working to making it work for people to watch. And they don't necessarily understand the conditions. 
like uh, there was very bad like cell phone towers or what in in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, right. Cell covers is yeah. terrible. So now, 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 the keyboard warrior who goes like, eh, "I'm not paying this." Like you guys do shit quality. Yeah, but they actually do like very, very good quality. But they just have challenges yep. that they need to overcome. Yeah, and there are new technologies out there that can help them with it. Yeah. But it's going to take time because like you don't build Rome in one day. Yeah. And people should understand that. Oh yeah. People don't understand. I, I, I think they should, maybe DGPT should be more transparent about things. Uh, I think in a way, in like, a way, but like just people, tell them, like people are saying like, ah, oh, bad quality, blah, 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 blah. Just tell them that, well, it's out of our reach. Yeah. Because there's just no coverage here. Well, they do. For the most part, they do. Because I can think back to uh, Smashbox days where Terry Miller, and it was basically Terry Miller and Johnny V doing the live. Mm. And, you know, they would go to places and they, it would be, I can't remember where it was, but it was just always, it was always bad. They knew it was going to be bad. And they'd warn people and still people were, you should do this. This Have you looked into this? Have you looked? And Terry would, of course. Yeah understandably so would be frustrated to be like yes of course we've looked into that and that's that's just not an option but yeah i i have a perspective from it as well just because i used to do tournament coverage i used to produce my own dvds and i remember standing out for 18 holes and filming and trying to get the best shots and so yeah these guys are out there trying to do the best they can with what they have and of course if they could have more cameras out there they would have more cameras out there, but it's yeah. just not it's just not happening right now. So, but um, so yeah, so it was great overall. The All Star Weekend, of course, was the people out playing. That was great watching the players uh, throwing out there at that course, that temporary course over at the Conquistador. It's always interesting when we see people that are like, "Well, what is going on here? What is this?" And you explain to them disc golf and and they're like wow this is really cool yeah that's also one thing that maybe yeah uh strike odd to me strike odd yeah struck me odd or struck me struck me that's always weird something about stroking There's anyways some- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that in Finland, like, it's very rare that you have to explain disc golf nowadays. Really? Yeah. Mm. Like, uh, it's usually maybe someone a bit older. But overall, it's everyone knows. Like, everyone knows. Mm-hmm. So, in here, it feels like when we had our, like, class gear on and we were walking wherever, the grocery store, or whatever. Yeah. Someone would stop. Hey, what's class disc? Yeah. Oh, it's disc golf. Oh, what's disc golf? Mm-hmm. And that's how the story went all the time. Now that the 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 most interesting one was when we were in the airport that one night. Yeah. And the lady came up and said, "Is this disc golf? Is this class this disc golf?" And yeah. we were like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Oh, I don't play, but my husband is really into it." Yeah. And so for her to recognize that and ask, and we explained, you know, where you guys are from and what was going on with the conference and stuff. So that was, that was really cool. I yeah. thought it was funny how she thought you guys gave her that disc though. Yeah. Oh, I, 
Yeah, like the second I handed the disc to her mm-hmm. and she said thank you. At that moment, You're I right. knew I, because <laughs> it was our like, I, if I picked some other disc, it would have been fine, but it was our like promotional disc. Yeah. And I don't think and there were we, very many of those. No, we had only one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to, uh, I was going to do it. So go be finished. Okay. So, yeah. So it was a great overall yes. weekend. And so we just finished, finished visiting the Infinite Disc Warehouse. That was a really great trip talking to uh, the folks at Infinite Disc, just getting to know them a little bit better, understanding how they their process goes and talking a little bit of business. So great guys over there at Infinite Discs for sure. Love visiting with them today. And then me and Randy are headed to um, Viva Las Vegas, the Vegas challenge. And we're gonna do some stuff out there. Um, before we close, I wanna talk about, since this is your first trip to the state, some of the interesting things that you learned about the states um one of the ones is you didn't understand why americans or at least yeah when we passed each other first of all you couldn't believe that a complete stranger was actually acknowledging our existence and saying hello yeah well well let's not over ex, ex yeah i'm not gonna exaggerate say yeah gonna say, not gonna say that word um <laughs> I've been to UK. They have the same customs. Right. But But it still strokes, strikes me odd. Uh Uh-huh. Like, and I've, like, I want to stop. Everything in me just says, like, stop and talk with this person because he wants to talk. Well, the biggest thing is, like, when when people say, how are you doing? Or what's up? Mm. And... It's simply a greeting and they're not expecting you to really tell them how they're doing. And that's what's that. That seems to be what's throwing you but off. That's a question. How right. Like, and in Finland, it's so much about the tone of your voice, mm-hmm. how you speak. So if someone says, what's up, we pick it up instantly. Ah, that's a question. Right. We so, have to explain. Right. <laughs> I have to answer. So he, he was trying to wonder why people would say, what's up? And they would keep walking yeah. because Randy was ready to tell them how he was doing and what was up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So, mm. so it has been interesting teaching Randy some of the American culture um, of things over here. And he finally got to try a lot of American food. Um, liked some of it. Didn't like most of it. Um, but that's okay. No, well, I don't think I've yet found the heart of America. <laughs> He's still looking. So like, you, I want to eat, you know, the, I want to eat like American food. You ate some American no, food. No, I haven't. <laughs> like, you'll see the diff. like in Finland, we have Finnish food. Well, that's part of the, the, the that's, that's part of the melting pot of America is I that know. there's so many different I know. Cultures. I know. That you go from one person to the next and they'll tell you what's Americana mm-hmm. or what's mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried to give you some apple pie today, but you said you didn't like apples. So you didn't get to have the good old fashioned American no, apple pie. That wasn't that old pie. No, it was. We ended up having no. uh, triple berry pie and you still, it was a homemade crust, but you didn't like the crust. No, but there is, like, I know, I'll find it. There is American food. Okay. So I label it 
when I see. When you're listening to this, I'm going to post this obviously in the Disc Golf Answer Man Facebook group. You put a comment or put a comment in Spotify if you're watching or you're listening on Spotify. You let Randy know where, what, what does he need to try that says America? Hmm. So he can, t- as soon as he puts that morsel in his mouth and takes a bite, whatever, he can say America. It's, it's, I know that's, it's from so far from what I've tried. It's, it's just, you know, a bar of butter. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is butter and sugar to him. Yeah. But that, no, like, I know what I'm like, I haven't tasted it yet, but it's like something homemade something. Yeah. Well, Well, I will tell you that Timu and Marku is, uh, there I said it right, but that time. Marco, well, kind of right. They've enjoyed plenty of variations of burgers. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Randy, for being on the show today. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll have to check back in to see how your trip in America is going. Yeah. Good stuff. God bless you.